Hello and welcome to StarkCast. I'm Joe Stark, and today I am talking with Dave Feyman of Smuggler's Coffee. What's up, dude? Not much, man. Stoked to be here. Oh, I'm so excited to have you back on. It uh, Like, 2018 was the last time I have had you on, and uh, a lot's changed in the world of Smuggler's Coffee since then, and so I'm so stoked to have you on and, and kind of hear about it. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of changes, a lot of big moves, and uh, it's uh, it's been great. Uh, I can't believe it's been that long, though, damn. I know, how fast the time goes by. When I looked it up earlier, I was like, how the fuck was it, 2018? It's been four, like, four and a half years already, like, what the yeah. hell? Yeah, that's, that's been a while. I, time gets very slippery for me in my mind. It's weird. I'll be like, yeah. oh yeah, that was the other day, and my wife will be like, that was three years ago. And I'm like, oh. Well, I think... I think a lot of that has to do with the the pandemic too. It's just like that. Like I mean, we basically lost a year, so it's like I kind of say that year doesn't count, and we're starting <laughs> over. It's a very valid point. I always forget yeah. about the 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 stupid pandemic thing. That that did take a lot of time for us. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> so, yeah. so smugglers is like your full time gig now, right? Because the last time this... you were on, it was kind of your, your 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 side passion hobby. Yeah, yeah, it uh it ended up just taking over and um I've been uh full time for pretty much since the end of uh December and um yeah, just doing it full time now and it's been fantastic. So I'm I'm loving every second of it. Dude, that is so fucking cool. And like at this point, I've lost track of the amount of flavors that I've tried. <laughs> me, me too. <laughs> uh, no, yeah. so, suffice to say, I have smugglers coffee stickers on almost everything I own, and my fridge has lots of <laughs> magnets. Um, oh, that's awesome. I lost my die-cast pin hiking in Ohio. It was on my backpack, and when I came oh. home, I just had the, the little tab, you know, that holds the back of yep, it. I just yep. found it in my pack, and I, I randomly picked it up, and I went, why does this look familiar? And then I went, no, my pin. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I may still have one or two, so I'll, I'll throw it in the box for you. So, <laughs> Well, you'll get yeah. the opportunity to because wh while we were waiting for my, my computer to restart at this, I got on your web store and was like, that's right. I got to snag one of these discs. <laughs> I got to get one of oh, these Frisbees yeah. before they're all gone. Oh and man, those discs are so cool. They they're, look they're really they good. look awesome, dude. What what was the process for for getting like how did how did that happen that that you're selling smugglers <laughs> like disc golf so, discs? It's so rad. Yeah, so my next door neighbor is a um, a disc golf pro, and um, like he's constantly outside. I mean, I got the window open. You'll probably end up here and like the chains going because he's throwing discs <laughs> at, at the, the basket. Nice. But uh, we just got to talking one day and, um, you know, I ended up, uh, you know, sponsoring him. And uh, we just were talking like how cool would it be to do like a Dungeons and Disc Golf because we're both big D&D &D nerds and uh, – it just kind of just happened, and uh, one thing led to another, and he's got uh, the in with dynamic discs, and uh, we got some discs made, and uh, yeah, they're phenomenal. I mean, the, the quality on these things are awesome, and they fly great, and it's a, it's a newer plastic, too, that uh, Dynamic Discs is doing called Lucid Ice, 
And uh, I'll tell you, like, just the grip on these things, I love it. Um, we were out a couple times yesterday playing, and um, yeah, it's it's disc golf is is quickly become another thing that I'm kind of getting addicted to now. So <laughs> it's easy to happen. Oh, it is. I mean, it's 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 cheap and it's fun. I mean, it's not like regular golf where regular golf is very expensive. I mean, you can get away with you know, disc golf for 50 to a hundred bucks and, and you're good to go for a while. Most courses are free. Um, and it's just, you get outside, you're having fun in nature and you're getting some aggression out by throwing a Frisbee. So it's, it's all good. <laughs> for sure. I I had gone for like shit, probably close to 20 years without playing. And yeah. then last fall we took the kids out and, and my, my older son Aiden it, it really clicked with him and he absolutely loved it and That's so awesome. we were going out and playing shit almost every night after work we were going and hitting up different courses and then cool. um haven't gotten out as much this year uh and in like one of the first times we went out I I I lost one of my <laughs> I lost my <sighs> my mid my mid-range weight uh Anova Wraith that I was really bummed about cuz it was the big uh. KC Pro plastic <laughs> Okay. Or the, the, no, it was the the star, star, star plastic. I think is what it okay. was. Um, but yeah, I was bummed. But you never know. We'll see if I get it back. It's got my phone number on it. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, I mean, you might get some <laughs> random phone calls, but you know. <laughs> well, we've got a, a local shop in town to where you can return uh, lost discs there, and if there's a phone number on it, they'll send you a text message saying that it's there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and then if you show up within X amount of time, you can just walk in, grab your disc out of the Lost and Found, just walk right back out. Nice. But if you don't get there in the right amount of time, it'll go from the Lost and Found to their used pile. Ah, yeah. And then they'll sell it. And it's like, yeah, Yeah. that's fair. They send you a text message. Yeah. And so it's on you. (laughs) If if you can't get there in a week to pick up your shit. Yeah. Yeah. We ended up uh, buying like a – it's an Innova – collapsible basket and we set that up in the backyard quite a bit and we'll just like stand in different corners of the yard see who can like make it in between me and my my kids um but we've got a a bunch of really nice courses right by us too so um like yesterday we we went out in the morning we played for a couple hours we came home ate dinner and it's just like you know what let's go back out so we went to another course and i mean it's just been been pretty fun the the kids are enjoying it um i'm enjoying it because you know it gets me out of the house and you know when i'm not doing smuggler stuff um it's it's just an enjoyable break so i'm loving every second of it I, I took the the cash that I got for my birthday last October and bought a basket for my backyard. I love it. Nice. It, nice. It's really fun when we have people over too, because then we can get like games of pig or horse going. And oh yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah. But, we usually like set things up in the, in the yard, like as obstacles, and we'll oh, try yeah. and like throw around them and stuff, <laughs> like try and get like the curves and all that. So. It's been a lot of fun. That's cool. Yeah, I've been wanting to take mine down and um and like just take it out to like a park or something like that where I could set it up a good distance away and then actually go for like, you know, a couple hundred yards away or something like oh, that yeah. and throw at it. But 
Yeah. Uh, I was cheap when I got mine. I, I could have spent the extra 20 or $30 and got like the carrying case that it would all break down and go into. And of course, I was like, oh, I don't need that. And then right after I bought it and I have it set up my backyard now, it's like, I should have done that. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's why my neighbor had uh, a collapsible one. And uh, we ended up taking that um, to one of the farmer's markets that I do. And it's in like this huge park. So my kids ended up taking it into like the the soccer field. That's where they were playing. Oh, perfect! And I'm just like, man, this collapsible basket is great. So, <laughs> um, so we ended up buying one, and uh, like my kids will take it with them if they're going to a park or uh, if they're going like they have like cross country practice or something. They want to kill some time afterwards, uh, waiting for a ride. They'll they'll set that up and play with their friends and stuff. So it's it's just been really cool. So. But yeah, it's it's uh, the the carrying basket or the carrying case is nice. So <laughs> yeah, rub it in. Not to rub it in. So. <laughs> yeah. so so what is what is your average day like now that that you're a a, a like a coffee connoisseur <laughs> or a coffee <laughs> entrepreneur? I guess entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, so the summer was a little weird um, because I got I got three kids and um, you know they've got sports and stuff. So I was just trying to like fit smugglers around that. Um, but, um, for the most part, it's like, I, I wake up, get the kids on the school bus. Um, then I just like normal go to work and I'll spend a couple hours at the shop, roasting, blending, packaging, uh, doing everything I need to do. And then try and get home, uh, before the kids are out of school. Um, you know, doing deliveries, uh, picking up more, uh, bourbon barrels or rum barrels, whatever we're using. And, uh, you know, just trying to, uh, to expand the smugglers empire as far as possible. So, but, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot more relaxed, but at the same time, a little more hectic. Like I don't have to worry about, um, going to your typical nine to five job. Uh, now it's just the, the stresses that come from owning your own business. So, um, but it's all in all, it's, it's been fantastic. I love it. And I, I don't think I would trade it for anything. It's just been like, I don't know. Um, almost therapeutic. Like you don't have to work for someone else. You're working for yourself. So it's like, everything you're doing, you're doing for you. You're not making someone else rich or you're not, um, doing something for someone else. It's yourself, your own, like, uh, like an artist or something like you're, you're doing your own artwork. Um, that's kind of how I feel. It's like, I'm roasting coffee the way that I like it. And, uh, we're packaging it and just really cool, uh, with really cool labels and, um, you know, it's got my personality and my artist's personality and, uh, you know, it's just been great. I, I can't like emphasize that enough. It's, it's fun and it's crazy and, um, I wouldn't trade it. Speaking of the artwork you do on your labels, that is, it's, it's always fantastic. Oh, it's awesome. always so good. Um, how did you? How do you find the artists that you collaborate with on it? So right now we've got two artists. Um, 
We've got one. Uh, his name is Adam Farster. He is a uh, local comic book artist from Valparaiso, Indiana. Um, he just uh, ended up hitting me up one time on Instagram, and um, we had a lot of mutual friends. Um, so we just ended up talking, and uh, his artwork kind of kind of fit in with the the aesthetics that I was looking for. Um, so, you know, he was a natural fit. And then, uh, the other guy is Matt Sharp. Um, he's, uh, he was local. Um, he did a lot of, uh, beer labels in the Chicagoland area. Um, he still does, but he now lives in Ohio and he's the guy that designs my logo. And, um, you know, he's been, uh, a huge asset for me. It's just like, you know, if I have design or uh, questions about like designs or um, just like uh, merchandising, um, he's, he's a big help because he's done all that stuff before. Like he's part owner in a um, company that like makes T-shirts and stuff. So uh, it's just been been really good with those two guys. Um, they're great artists. They're great people. And um uh, it's easy to connect with both of them because they're both interested in the same type of stuff that I am. Uh, you know, Matt's a big like beer, whiskey, food guy, and Adam's just like a nerd like I am with D and D and comic books and um, that kind of stuff. So it's like we we kind of like vibe off of each other a lot, and it's it's just been been really cool. Wow, that sounds amazing. Do you do you have any plans to to ever? release like a like some of your labels as like posters or or some sort of way to have the art other than just on a label or or because because you have them on some magnets and stuff as well which is yeah. always really delightful to get a magnet with a <laughs> with a label art on it yeah we've um we've kind of talked about that um it's um it's something that that's definitely probably going to be coming down the line um like I want to get like either find a printer or buy my own printer that can do like the heavyweight um, like poster uh, stock and, and get that done. Uh, try and do as much in house as possible. Um, but yeah, that's that's definitely something I would love to do. Um, I know we're going to be doing some more uh, some more magnets soon. Uh, we've got some more shirts in the works. We got more mugs with different label art. Um, you know, that's, that's one of the things that everyone always says is how much they love that, that the artwork and stuff. So I want to try and get it on as much as possible. Kind of like do like that, uh, kiss approach, just put, put our name on anything and sell it. So it's like, <laughs> you know, smugglers lunch boxes, here you go. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, just, uh. But uh, for the most part, I mean, everyone seems to really dig all the stuff that we've done. Um, I think the only thing that really didn't sell was uh, when we did the prayer candles. <laughs> I mean, those were kind of just to be funny anyways. So. <laughs> People are like, what is this shit? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's like, eh, you know, just take it to church with you or something. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that was... I mean, that's really the only thing. Other than that, I mean, it's like, you know, people love the T-shirts. They love the mugs. And um, it's it's been really cool. 
I love the mugs. We got two of them every morning. I, oh, awesome. I, I have my morning coffee in one and my wife has morning her morning <laughs> coffee in, in one as well. It's nice. <laughs> and the, in, the, I've got uh, three different just black cooler cups, and every mm-hmm. one of them has got the vinyl <laughs> smugglers there. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <Did you laughs> one of them's got the, two uh... on it. It's got the black and white, you know, skull like bean and cross okay. spoons. Yeah. And then on the other side, it's got your your Cobra Kai inspired sticker. Oh, nice. That's nice. my favorite cup. Oh <laughs> yeah. Did you get one of the uh, the Caffeine Club uh, stickers yet? Uh no. I don't think I've gotten oh. a Caffeine Club sticker yet. Yeah, it's the takeoff of the Hellfire Club, so I'll, oh, I'll make sure excellent. you get one of those. So, <laughs> yeah, we just uh, we ran out of those most of those shirts. I think we've got a couple sizes left, so we just did a second run on those. We've got the the Caffeine Club shirts, and the, we also did some tank tops. We'll be putting those on the website soon, but um, those have been like huge popular. Like people come up and like, oh my god, that's so cool. It's like yeah, so <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just one of those things. Like I love pop culture stuff. So it's like, you know, might as well, you know, name smugglers. We're going to kind of steal it and make it our own. So (laughs) when it shows through with all the different labels and the, in the different, you know, kind of pun type names that you got with (laughs) some of your blends and everything. Yeah. um, I I would be very excited to get something that's a collection of your artwork though. For a while I was uh, like cutting the labels off the bag and (laughs) saving them. And then, and then I like, was taking a look at myself and I'm like, are you being a pack rat right now? <laughs> You're not the only person that did that. Though. I mean, there, there's people who are just like, oh, I miss this one. Do you still have any of these labels? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I mean, for the most part, we usually keep a couple set aside. And, uh, but yeah, it's like, I'm to the point now to where it's like, I don't even have every label. It's like, I've kind of like forgotten about some of the stuff that we've done. I mean, <laughs> We try and release at least one new coffee a month, whether it's a barrel aged, a blend, or a single origin. Um, so it's just, uh, you know, constantly just putting new stuff out there. It's, it's, it's been a blast, though. I'm enjoying it. That's awesome. Um, the, uh, that blend you had, Turbo Rex. The, the, I think I only got that maybe once, but yeah. I might no, I might have got it more than once. But it, it came in like a green bag. That yes, was, it yeah. was more of like a vinyl bag than yep, like a paper yep. based one. So that yeah. label peeled off perfectly. Yeah, <laughs> yep. it's actually on my lap. Like my, it's sad. My laptop is covered with stickers. Like I'm a tween. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> but the, the biggest oh. sticker on it is that Turbo Rex label. Oh man, that turbo that turbo Rex is rough. I mean, it's like that's some that's that some very strong coffee. Well, it's it's three times the caffeine of everything else we do, and it's just like I I can't even drink that much of it, and I drink a ton of coffee. Uh, one of my buddies, he lives on like Monster Energy drinks. That's all he drinks, and uh, the one day he drank some Turbo Rex, and he's trying to solder. And he's like, dude, I, I couldn't even solder. My hands were shaking. <laughs> just like, yeah, I told you, man. This stuff is like liquid cocaine, man. It's it's going to mess your world up. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> dude, I, I at one time was up to, I think, drinking like maybe around 10 cups of coffee a day. Oh, nice. <laughs> it, was, it was out of control. And, and yeah. then it, it all came crashing down on me. And my body reminded me. It's like, no. 
you're aging now and you yeah. don't get to drink coffee like that without paying the price. And so I, yep. yeah. So yeah. now I have, I have some days where I'll go like a, a, like a stretch of like a few days without having any coffee. And it's like, oh. I, I miss it so yeah. much, but it's like, <laughs> I clearly have an issue with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. I felt like for a while there, I was putting in a new, a new order with you guys like every week. <laughs> like, Gotta get more coffee. <laughs> well, I've, I've actually had like, um, it's, uh, a couple people like their husband and wives and they both order on the exact same day. It's like, they don't realize that the other one is ordering. So it's like, I'll get, you know, two orders from the same house and it's like, okay, maybe I should text them just to see if <laughs> they still want, but they usually do. So, but yeah, no, that's, uh, uh, that's, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, so, I don't drink a whole lot of coffee in the afternoons anymore. So I kind of like switched it up and we made um, a half calf and it's like a decaf blend. And um, just because that's, that's the big thing. It's like, I want a cup of coffee in the evenings, but I don't want to stay up late cause I got to wake up early. So um, that half calf is like a godsend. It's been, it tastes good and it's just, great to drink coffee and not really get the uh that uh blood pumping in the evenings so i'll have to i'll have to look into that blend because well i used to be able to brag and say that oh yeah i can drink like a a triple shot of espresso (laughs) and take a nap 20 minutes later like it's no problem yep yeah i don't know what happened to me One, one day my body was just like no more (laughs) Right. <laughs> in in fact, we're gonna make you so shaky and jittery that you're gonna think you're having a fucking panic attack. <laughs> oh yeah, yep. That's no, I. I had pretty much the same thing where it was like, you know, the one day I was just testing out different coffees, and you know, it's like six o'clock in the evening, and I'm just like, yeah, I'll be fine. You know, drink this, and you know, next thing I know, it's like my mind was racing um, my body's racing and i'm just like ooh man I, I can't be doing this so that was shortly after we started doing the half calf and uh that's what uh what i usually go for in the evenings if it's like i mean if it's hot out or something you know switch to water but for the most part it's like if i want something with some flavor i'll go with that half calf it's like a really rich chocolatey coffee too so oh that sounds um, good oh it's really good yeah i i mean most people like they hear the half calf and i'm just like man it's like my favorite coffee i love it <laughs> so it's just got such a good flavor and yeah Oh, hell. <laughs> so when you go and do events, um, like you said, you've got a, a farmer's market coming up. Like wh- mm-hmm. what all does that entail? Do you have like a, a typical booth you set up? Is it kind of the same thing every time or? Yeah, yeah. So we do um, three different farmer's markets a week. Um, and for the most part, it's like we are always in the exact same like spot. So it's like I just go. And I've got like, I've got a system down now to where, how I set up the table, set up, uh, you know, the booth and, uh, just so I know where everything's at exactly. Cause for the most part, unless I've got my brother helping me or one of my kids helping me, uh, it's just like a one person show there. It's like, I've got like the, the kegs of cold brew that I'm, I'm pouring. 
Um, I've got, uh, like the hot coffee. I'm constantly making that. And, uh, uh, we've got the bags of coffee. So it's like, I've got like a pretty good system down now, but, uh, yeah, if they move me around or if, uh, I had to like switch my booth around, I'd be, I'd be all sorts of fucked up. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I'm so used to everything being in a certain spot now. So yeah, but, um, yeah, those, uh, those type of events are a lot of fun. Um, you get to interact with a lot of different people. Um, you know, people for the most part are pretty, pretty cool about everything that we do. Um, we've had a few people, uh, kind of criticize the labels a little bit. Um, what, what and, were their complaints? <laughs> well, there were a few people who kind of thought our, uh, our stuff may be a little bit on the satanic side. So oh, I was like, oh, yeah. No. <laughs> oh, they're going to get precious about the guy with the horns. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, we've, <laughs> we've had, um, uh, people actually, we, there was a, uh, interview i did in a local newspaper and uh they took one of the pictures and you know i was throwing up the throwing up the horns just like the heavy metal sign um and uh we got two phone calls the the next morning the first person uh telling me that i was throwing up gang signs and uh you know she was a member of the neighborhood watch and uh she knows what she's talking about and she'll send me all this brochures on it and then uh, the second person that I called, uh, they uh, thought it was very uh, disrespectful for a local business person to be doing that, and that's satanic, and uh, I should be ashamed of myself. So That's spectacular. Um, yeah, so we do have a label that will be coming out probably either at the end of August or early September that uh, basically um, kind of uh, – highlights that so <laughs> it's gonna be a uh a, like a there's a piece of paper down and a coffee mug is being lifted off of that and the coffee stain has left a pentagram so it's gonna be like yeah dude i've been I into just, metal since like 93 so yeah <laughs> so well, i mean I like, to... like the, the the thought of of people getting precious you know over over wow. you know throwing up the metal signs is like let me introduce you to this fellow named dio like, yeah, it, yeah like you guys are so stupid like it's a gang sign okay yeah it's, i was trying to satanic. explain okay I was trying to explain to her there, there's a Beatles album where John Lennon's doing it for Christ's sake. I mean, it's it's not a big deal. It's not like I'm I'm summoning demons or anything, but uh, <laughs> you know, my God, I mean, if it helps sell coffee, fuck it, I'm all in. So <laughs> <laughs> this is demonic coffee. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if it sells if it sells coffee, you know, I'm, I'm all for it. So. Yeah, some people <laughs> no, are all just, in on it, man. They believe everything they read. <laughs> oh yeah, they, they it, it was two probably older women from the same area um, that were calling, and it was just like, oh my god, you people! It's like you need to get out. I mean, these are probably the same people who wouldn't let, let their kids listen to, you know, Metallica back in the day, or even let their kids read like uh, Harry Potter or anything. It's just like, meanwhile, their kids are smoking crack, listening to Slayer. I mean, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Jesus.
Oh, yeah, people. People are kind of kind of weird. Like, who even calls a business to say that? Like, it's like, I was sitting there thinking, like, afterwards, I'm just like, why? Why would you even call me? What possesses you to call another person like that? <laughs> it is fairly amazing that, yeah. that somebody thinks that their, their opinion or their take on something is so important that they need to take time out of their day. To call, in 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 a day and age where most people fucking hate the idea of a voice call. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like and and to the I wish they would have emailed me or something because I would have blasted that shit on social media. <laughs> I mean, I would have used that to my advantage. So I was almost disappointed that they called. But it's just like I I did, told my wife and she's just like, "Are you kidding me?" I'm like, "Yes, these people actually called me." Oh my god, it was. <laughs> I mean, it made my morning. But yeah, and that's <laughs> that Northwest so Indiana. Funny. Oh yeah, I, I yeah, I'm in rural Iowa, so I, I see it a lot here too. You yeah. know, it's yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh fear of the devil. This shit cracks oh, yeah. me the fuck up. Yep, yep. <laughs> because for me, it's like, do do I believe in the devil? Yes, I I believe that that the potential for evil resides in the heart of every single human being. And it's just a yeah. different gradients. You can take yep. the most kind, peace loving person on the planet. And if you push them to a certain place, they might start doing some evil shit because oh, yeah. you know, if one human being is capable of doing something, you know, that, that capability oh, yeah. resides in about everybody. And I'm not, I don't mean like running a three minute mile or some shit like that, but <laughs> when it just comes to basic behaviors, it's like, yeah, that that's possible. Yeah. But and like you push an, someone, they're gonna break. But like an actual like like metaphysical force that's like an, an embodiment of evil, or or that was the 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 strongest of the angels, the right hand of God, that then rebelled and was cast down. Like, no, I don't, I don't really buy any of that. You, you know yeah. where Christianity really falls apart to me? The business side. <laughs> <laughs> no, the part where God is like like. Like so, if if you don't believe in him, you're not getting in at all. Oh yeah. And it yeah. started in a relatively small corner of the world. And so, how long did it take like the Chinese to find out about? It? And so, were they just on a conveyor belt to hell? Oh for yeah. Just fucking Absolutely. centuries. God's just like fuck the Chinese. I don't care if they <laughs> haven't heard of my son yet. Yeah, and so the, I don't you know, know the it's... Ethiopians and everyone else. <laughs> I mean, you know, the Vikings, you know, fuck them too. <laughs> I mean, geography is geography is the reason that most organized religions fall apart for me. Oh, right. Because yeah. it's like or uh, like I've always kind of liked the idea of a metaphor of like God and God being like this giant mountain that's in the center of like all these people that have no contact with each other, but they can all see this mountain. And so they all come up with a different name for it, different yeah. mythologies surrounding it. But when you take a large enough step back, you see that they're all talking about the same thing. And that's yeah. kind of how I look at religion. And so that's why I don't get too bent out of shape about any of it until they start doing mean shit with it, using their religion to bully people or, or <sighs> oppress people, or even as benign as calling a business and and giving you shit because you made a hand gesture in a photo. Yeah. Like, get out of here yeah. with that. Yeah, I mean, it was entertaining, the phone call. But yeah, <laughs> it was, for the most part, it's like, mind your own fucking business. Yeah, for I mean, sure. It's like, if you don't like what I'm doing, don't buy it. I mean, it's it's capitalism. <laughs> Just, you don't like it, don't support it. Easy as that. <laughs> that is the beauty of the free market. Oh, yeah. 
And that's what I think every time I choose not to eat Chick-fil-A. I'm like, this is the free market at work. Fuck you, Chick-fil-A. Oh, but that stuff's like crack, man. Yeah, fuck it. I mean, you have have it once, man. Just open up the vein. (laughs) (laughs) At this point, I think it's been close to 20 years since I had Chick-fil-A. Yeah, it's been a while for me, too. Years and years, man. I mean, and for for the most part, it was just one of convenience. There wasn't one really anywhere near me. Now that there is... And and they've they've made their 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 stances public on where they donate money, and it's like, yeah, okay, well, I'm not going to help you donate to that. Well, I mean, for me, it's one of those things. Like, I don't want to go there because there's always a huge ass line. Yeah, like, there's that too. There like, always is a big like, line. Like, goddamn, I'm not going to sit there and wait for a piece of chicken. I'll go to KFC. Shit. (laughs) Got Popeyes right around the corner, too. (laughs) I was just going to say, I remember when Cedar Rapids opened their first Popeyes, there was cars lined up for like a half mile, maybe longer down the road, waiting to get into the drive-thru. That's what it's like for Chick-fil-A over here. There's like (laughs) two Chick-fil-A's, and it's like this line, I'm like... Man, I'll slum it and go grab a chicken sandwich from Burger King. Jeez, <laughs> hey, man. that chicken king isn't isn't that bad of a sandwich. <laughs> oh, it's not. I I will say it is quite tasty. <laughs> that's why like sometimes when I get some... out of seeing a, a movie, that's like there's a Burger King that's right next door to the theater, and so oh, sometimes nice. we get done seeing a movie, and it's like I think I might need to get a chicken sandwich. Yep, I think between chicken sandwiches and tacos, that that's gonna be the death of me. Oh, dude, tacos are the shit. Oh, tacos, <laughs> dude. So they, like, so many different iterations of them are awesome. Oh, there, there's a taco place that's not too far from me. We did a uh, a collaboration with them. They they used our coffee and like a mole sauce. Um, Oh, but nice. They do like the just most wild tacos. Like they do a pastrami taco. They do uh, oh, like that a buffalo. Amazing. Oh, it is a buffalo chicken taco with crushed uh, funyuns on it. What? They do. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's amazing. But my absolute favorite one is this one called Tater's Gonna Tate. And it's like just deep fried potatoes with like dusted with some magical sprinkle dust that is just delicious and i mean they usually have a lot of local beer on tap and oh my god yeah that's uh, it's called ricochet tacos and by far i will i will go there i will kneel at their altar i mean they are <laughs> just like phenomenal tacos i don't think they do any traditional tacos whatsoever it's all just these wild and crazy tacos but every single one i had is just amazing but then there's also just your run-of-the-mill mexican restaurant tacos and i love those too so yeah i'm I'm tacos for life (laughs) my youngest son's birthday is next week he's turning 12 and nice and that's what he wants for, to have for supper is tacos. Hey, that's, that's a beautiful <laughs> thing, man. It's the perfect food. Oh, it's it's so good. It, like Lindsay yeah. was telling me her plan for it, and I was like, "Hey, I was like, if you pick up a pork butt, I'll throw it on the smoker that morning. We can have carnitas." There you go. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I'm like, do it. Go buy a pork butt. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's what we'll do. We'll do like I'll get like a pork shoulder or something. Throw it on the smoker, and uh, you know we'll have pulled pork one night, and then the next night I'll toss it under the broiler, kind of crisp it up a little bit. And next night we've got carnitas. Man. Hell it's, yeah! <laughs> oh god, 
I'm getting hungry. <laughs> Dude, having a smoker is the best. I've seen some of those oh, pictures you've put online where you've done like the coffee dry rub on it. Oh, yeah. It yeah. looks incredible. Dude, coffee is like it, – it works really good on like pork and beef. It just adds like that little – like uh, a little zip to it and it's it's so good. That's one of the things that I would really like to to also work on is do like our own – like seasonings, like a uh, like a smoker seasoning. I think that oh, would be yeah, dude. so much fun. But yeah, it's uh, we've we've talked to a couple places, um, but nothing's really happened yet. Um, that's one of the things that we got in the pipeline, and also doing a uh, a hot sauce. I think would be a lot of fun too. <laughs> yeah, so. dude. I think those are both great ideas. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, I, that's two things I love. I love doing like smoking on the uh, smoker. I love uh, hot sauce. So it's, you know, I think those go hand in hand with coffee. So Sweet. What and kind of smoker so, do you got? So I've got a couple. I've got a um, like one of those bullet smokers where it just looks like a bullet standing up. Um, I've got – I don't even know what brand that is. Then I've got uh, – it's like one of the knockoff Traegers. Um, I don't remember the name of what, what kind it is, but it's like that pellet grill. Yeah, pellet grill. Um, which is great. It's like an adult easy bake oven. I mean, you just <laughs> That's throw what the, mine is. Mine, mine's a pellet oh, grill. And yeah, they're amazing. It's, whenever I talk about it, I always say it's the best, like, large, you know, semi large investment of cash that I've ever put into, like, a, 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 a kitchen type appliance where it's like this is it's the smartest money i've ever spent because you can i've done brisket i've done i've done ribs i've done pork butts uh when i want to do burgers or chicken breasts i'll just crank it up to 350 and and they oh dude the burgers it does on it are just fucking incredible yeah i love uh, i love the chicken on those things like i'll do it i'll set it to like 270 and just kind of like let it slowly go about an hour or so chicken breast comes out beautiful i mean it's it's amazing (laughs) yeah they're so juicy yeah and and, ah that just that flavor that it puts in it just having it cooked on you know just it's it's wood smoke but but with the pellet grill and it's got the fan and it also kind of works like a convection oven yep and yeah i i need to i want to expand out and start doing other random things on it that you bake you know yeah the the to just try it <laughs> like, di- <laughs> like different different things to just see how it'll be um i was also looking at those it's it's like a steel basket that's like coated in ceramics and it's got like a bunch of holes in it okay. and so you could like you know like uh, toss a bunch of vegetables and like oil and seasoning and then smoke vegetables that way. So I've got one for you. All right. So take cauliflower. All right. Put that on the smoker, you know, uh, 225 ish, 250, whatever you want to do. Um, you know, buy the, uh, you could, you could buy the whole head of cauliflower or you could buy it where it's already just like, kind of like in the florets. Mm-hmm. Um, Put that onto like a little like tray, just like you're talking about, you know, toss it with some olive oil, put like a barbecue seasoning or just salt and pepper, let it sit for about an hour, take it off and then put, um, like a a buffalo, um, you know, hot sauce on it. Oh my God. It's so good. That sounds amazing. (laughs) Yeah. It's 
I was uh, one of the places that I, I work with and do coffee for. They have a, a restaurant and they have a kitchen consultant who does like a lot of uh, restaurants in the city. He was helping out this other restaurant. And um, we were just sitting there talking and he was telling me about this. And I'm like, that that sounds really good. So I went home that night and I did it. And I mean, yeah, that it's not a healthy snack, but, you know, I feel better about eating that than I do a bowl of potato chips. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It's it's so good. Like, I mean, you get like that smoke, then you get the spice and seasonings. It's it's really good. And at the end of the day, you're eating cauliflower. Exactly, which <laughs> is supposed to be good for you. So, Yeah, it's, well, I think cauliflower is one of those things that gets a bad rap. Uh, I think it's really good. It, it just all depends on how you prepare it. You know, if yeah, you if you cook it and you like boil it in water or steam it with no <laughs> no spices or seasonings to it, yeah, it's gonna be pretty bland and gross. Well, it's just like chicken. If you just you know boil some chicken breast, it's gonna suck. I mean, you gotta do something with it. Same thing with cauliflower. Yeah, and that's I mean, how we always felt about Brussels sprouts too. It's like if you prepare oh, yeah. them correctly, Brussels sprouts are like one of the best vegetables you can have. Yep. Oh, I agree. Just don't eat too many of them. They'll <laughs> fuck up your stomach. <laughs> yes, it will. Oh my god. <laughs> Been there too. I OD yeah. them. When I discovered Brussels sprouts, I went all in on them, and then I was like, "What is wrong with yep. my stomach?" <laughs> yep, me too. You sit there, toss them in olive oil, throw them in the oven. And crisp them up and next thing you know you're popping a whole bunch of them it's like fuck me that was a bad idea <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's too good um, so dude you've got to tell me what it was like um going and doing coffee at that event that joe manganello did oh my god so that was that was cool so that was um gary Kahn. it's a uh convention up in lake geneva wisconsin and uh joe manganello was one of the the guests there and he was doing a game with uh a group of guys called the murder hobos and what they are is they're um a That's bunch an of like, excellent name by the way <laughs> oh it is they are uh former Lucasfilm uh people. They uh one of them is the owner of Titmouse Animation Studios. Uh one of them is the animator for Family Guy. Um I mean these are all like Hollywood type people, you know, that are in like animation and stuff. So they had a game and um the week before I had met Joe and um I was out in California for a red carpet event. We it was at Titmouse Studios, and so I met Joe. We got to talking, and um, then the next uh, next week we're at GaryCon, and I get a text message from uh, one of Joe's friends to bring coffee down for this event. You know, because they want coffee. It was like first thing in the morning, um, and I didn't have a coffee pot with me so i had to run back to my hotel get a coffee pot make coffee in the the lobby of this really nice hotel and just kind of walk in there and start serving those guys coffee and it was uh it was really cool i mean joe is like the nicest guy in the world um i've, I've talked to him a few times met him um the dude is just real like i can't say enough nice things about him because every interaction i've ever had with him has just been like really really cool like he, he's a nice guy um 
got to play uh, a couple games with him too. And, uh, you know, he's just a big nerd. So it's, it's, it's cool. I mean, he's, he's a, he's a really great guy. That's amazing. I, I love that guy in almost everything he's in. Yeah. Yeah. He's, <laughs> uh, he's a, he's a pretty good, pretty good actor. Um, you know, everything that I've seen, he's been great in. Um, but I mean, just as, as a regular everyday person, I mean, you know, he's always been really cool to me. So yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a fan. So <laughs> <laughs> that's always a good thing to hear about people that, you know, you just know, through their work and you admire them through their work and then to hear that they're a good person also. And yeah, th- that's always a great thing. Yeah. Uh, and th- that was just one of those things. Like, I mean, out of the blue, he started following us on Twitter and, uh, you know, um, I just sent him a message to say, you know, Hey, uh, thank you for following us. And then, you know, we've talked uh, occasionally since then, but I mean, he's always just been like, you know, really nice. And, uh, for the most part, I mean, he responds pretty quickly to any question I've got. Cause, um, every once in a while, like we'll talk D and D like, you know, I'll, uh, like he's got a character, um, uh, called Arcan the cruel. That was a part of the D and D campaign. Like one of the, the books that you can buy. So I sent him a message. I'm just like, Hey, how would you run this? And uh, next thing I know, I'm getting like rapid fire messages from him while I'm like shopping in the grocery store. And it's like, holy shit, man, <laughs> this is fucking awesome. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's a he's a really good dude. Um, yeah, I yeah, just nice guy. Plus uh, his clothing line that he does, that death saves, um, all that stuff's like really cool. It's kind of got like that old school like heavy metal aesthetic to it uh plus it's dungeons and dragons so it's like right up my alley also so yeah that's awesome too that he's a big geek like that yeah yeah i uh, I, I found out that uh henry i was reading it was either reading an interview or watching an interview with henry cavill and he was talking about how much he loves raymond e feist uh, in his books. And I was like, Oh my God, I could have a geek out, like talk with Henry Cavill. This is incredible. (laughs) He's now my favorite celebrity. (laughs) I guess like where he lives, like he's in like one of the local game shops all the time playing like Warhammer. That's what I heard. I mean, he's like into painting miniatures and everything. Yeah. How cool is that? So I was talking to, and this is hearsay. I, I was talking to another, um, uh, it's a company that makes uh, miniatures and terrain for Dungeons and Dragons and for other um, uh, other systems. And they did a cyberpunk um, uh, the, uh, game. And Keanu Reeves, uh, you know, did the cyberpunk game, like video game. Uh, he did like the voice for it and did a character. Well, they had a meeting with Keanu Reeves, and I guess Keanu Reeves is another guy that's a, a big nerd who loves painting miniatures, and uh, that's like something that he does. So at least that's what they were telling me. I didn't talk to Keanu myself, so but they were telling me like, yeah, he's he's just a, as big of a nerd and just loves that kind of stuff. So, and you know, we have met a few few other like uh, Hollywood people that. Uh, they they are all into it and it's like even like some NFL players now are like they're big into Dungeons and Dragons and miniatures and uh 
and stuff. Like we've got uh, a couple friends that uh, um, we've talked to uh, Johnny Stanton from the Cleveland Browns. Um, you know, he's big into that. So it's, it's just really cool. I mean, you, you see that not only celebrities, but pro athletes are just as much of nerds as everyone else. So it's kind of not that stigma anymore of just people who don't see the sunlight and they just live in their parents' basement and, uh, you know, listen to Black Sabbath and don't shower. So <laughs> it's, it's really cool. <laughs> um <laughs> i'm just i'm just picturing that some somebody down in his basement like painting miniatures singing war pigs and smelling bad yeah. <laughs> well yeah i mean that was like yeah i could totally i yeah just being in some of those conventions you see that and it's just like oh jesus <laughs> I, one of uh we we do a couple of conventions um uh, where we have a booth and the uh, the people that were next to us they do dice and uh, they came up to us and like man every convention we wish you were next to us because you are the best smelling booth <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah, I bet dude if you're sitting there brewing coffee and stuff yeah. uh, you yeah. had partnered up with that I think it was Talon Dice Company uh, um, not Talon and Claw they do. Um, they don't do dice. They do like woodwork stuff. Like okay, uh, that's what it was. The, the, like dungeon master screens. They do dice holders and stuff like that. But yeah, we've done uh, two kickstarters with them. Uh, we just did a giveaway uh, for one of their um, uh, dungeon master screens. They've done giveaways with our coffee. Um, but those dudes are super awesome too. I want a, a wooden oversized D twenty. On, on one of those giveaways. Nice. Yeah, I love it. Things so oh, cool. Awesome. And like the wood grain on it is incredible. Um, cool. It's awesome stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they, they do um, really good stuff. And in fact, I'm supposed to be, we're doing like a, a little camping trip in September. And uh, they're going to be there. They, they are from Washington State. And they're flying into Chicago and uh, one of my buddies is picking them up, and we're going to like a uh, campground in uh, like central Indiana, right by uh, a little amusement park. And there's like a big beer fest at this amusement park, so we're all gonna hang out for the weekend and play Dungeons and Dragons and camp and uh, you know all sorts of shenanigans. So that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, we were, my wife and I have been getting into doing more camping a lot more oh, this cool. year. And we just got a, a new, uh, a new bigger tent because okay. I, we, <laughs> dude, earlier this summer, we all four of us squeezed into a Eureka Timberline. Okay. Which is like a boy, a Boy Scout tent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is, it is, you know, it, you really don't want to have more than two people in it. And, <laughs> right. Dude, when all of us were in there, I was clear at the end of the tent. So we were all sleeping, you know, like sideways <laughs> in there. And, you know, not so so not like that your feet are by the door and your head is up by the window. No, we're sleeping the other way. Oh, and okay, so I'm yeah. clear at the end by the back window. And the the boys each brought like a, a floaty that you would like lounge on in the pool to like get like yeah. a, a tan, you know. Well, they each yeah. have one of those to use as a ground pad. 
And so those things are taking up a lot of room. So I'm down wedged into this little space next to this pool floaty. (laughs) And then the other part of me is like wedged up against the back wall of the tent. The sleeping bag I'm in is like tiny. And dude, I was laying there like having like, like just on the border of like a full on panic attack from feeling like claustrophobic. It was, I kept having to like calm myself down and be like, dude, you're going to be fine. You're not trapped. (laughs) everything's okay don't freak out and like it was yep. a night where i got like almost no sleep and then afterwards my wife and i were like yeah we're getting a bigger tent <laughs> like, that, <laughs> that shit was ridiculous because she yeah, was at I... the other end wedged in between a, a pool floaty and the door <laughs> oh fuck yeah <laughs> no. it, it was rough though but camping's a lot of fun if, if you've got the right gear for it yeah, I just I just bought a bigger tent. Um, I, I had a really nice tent, but it's also probably like twenty some years old. So it's just time for a new one. I got one that actually like connects to the back of my SUV. So it's like we can do like the if you want to sleep in the SUV, you can sleep yeah, in the SUV the or sleep down. Yeah, I'm looking forward to using that. Uh, I haven't uh, I set it up uh, in our backyard, but I haven't uh, haven't really tried it out yet. So be uh be using that uh in a couple of weeks and uh, i'm excited for that what kind of suv do you have uh i've got a nissan pathfinder oh those are awesome oh i love it yeah <laughs> yeah i had a i had a 99 forerunner for okay. almost a whole year and i got it specifically to be a vehicle that i could take out in the woods and camp yeah. in, you know because it, it had four-wheel drive the seats nice. would fold down it would there's plenty of room in it. And before I had a chance to take it out into the woods once, I fucking hit a white-tailed deer doing highway oh. speed and totaled it. Oh. Yeah. It was that's bad. But but then I got a, a 2017 Ford Fusion, which is like a fucking spaceship. And I absolutely <laughs> love the thing. And I'm like, who cares if I can't drive this in the woods? This thing's yeah. fucking amazing. <laughs> well, well, I've, I've always, and I don't know why, but I'm a van person. Like, I love just those big old vans like if if i could have an a-team van i would have the a-team van or the scooby-doo van i just love those things but (laughs) um so i had like a a ford transit um which i was using for you know business plus taking the, the family places and stuff and my wife absolutely hated this van um we had almost a hundred thousand miles on it. It had like eight recalls on it. And she's like, you're getting rid of this thing. And I was just like, fuck. <laughs> I'm like, all right. So I found this pathfinder and we got a hell of a deal on it. So I was like, all right, well, this is, I mean, it's, it's super nice. I mean, it's nicer than any other vehicle I've ever had. Um, it tows the trailer that I, I have all the smuggler stuff in. Um, it's, it's fantastic. I, I love this suv and yeah it's it's been been super good yeah that that's awesome i i would totally go with a van also when um let's see so when i graduated when i got my degree in graphic design and then quickly found that i wasn't going to find a job in that field (laughs) (laughs) i just started looking for full-time work and so i got a job at this shop as a, a professional window tinter okay and so I had a, a big, I, th- I think it was like a Chevy Safari, something yeah, like that. Yeah. You know, it's, it was like a full-size van, yeah, but, but just, just very bare bones. Yeah, like a GMC. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was just a bare bones 
just white van. Nice. <laughs> and, and, you know, I ended up putting a ladder rack on the top of it and a hitch on the back of it. And, I, and but I, at first I was like, I don't know how I'm going to like driving this thing. And then I got used to it and I was like, yeah. oh, this thing handles just fine. Even in the snow and everything, I just kind of yep. got used to the way it handled. And dude, I would, I would love to have a van like that. Or, or it's like, if I had the money to spend for it, do a sprinter van. And, yeah. and do all the mods on the inside so it's oh yeah those are cool oh my god they're so amazing with like the little yeah. the little kitchenette and everything inside it yep. it's so cool it's like have you ever seen uh free solo oh yeah where the the dude's got the the sprinter and he's yeah. got that yeah in. yeah set up is the shit oh my he's god even got a, he's got even got it set up so he can open his side door and he's got a hangboard yeah that he can oh, put right. out there I, and train on it and it's yeah, like dude you're, you're a climber of course we've watched <laughs> dude, speaking but, of did, did yeah, you see his his uh newer show um or it's it's a a new movie that he did uh, um it's the one on where the they're National going to the Geographic. Geographic. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that was wild. My wife watched it and she was just raving about it. She's like, You've got to watch this and that was wild. And and no, kudos to that that guy that was like a retiree age. Like going through the jungle. I mean, that guy there was parts in that documentary where I was genuinely worried for that dude, but man, what what an amazing experience for him to have, you know, in in his in his golden years to be able to go and do that. Yeah, I love watching like those climbing shows. Like, I, but that's one thing that it's just like, no, nah, that's that's too much, man. I can't do that shit. <laughs> Have you watched the Dawn Wall? Yes, that yep. one's. I love that one. I've been a huge fan of Tommy Caldwell for oh shit, probably since like two thousand nine. Cool. When when because I I think the very first when I first got into climbing, one of my friends gave me two different. Um, climbing dvds and one of them was this climbing film called progression and oh it is so good and it's it had a lot of tommy caldwell stuff in it and so i I got to to kind of learn who he is and tommy caldwell is this amazing he was like a child phenom like he he came up and he was he came up when climbing gyms were first starting to get uh, big and so he just kind of grew up being this crusher and his dad used to always take him into the mountains when he was just a little kid his dad had him doing like super advanced stuff when he was just a child and so he just kind of grew up in this environment of you know doing competitive climbing and, and comps and then also starting to push things outdoors and then he was a pro climber and then he was doing some home renovations and he cut off one of he I think it was on his, his one of his fingers. Yeah, right? he, he cut off like the the tip of his index finger on yeah. on I think his left hand. Yep. And and they're all like, "Oh wow, dude, there goes your climbing career." And it's like, "Nope." He he yep. he came right back and somehow manages to be one of the strongest, most all like accomplished all around climbers in the world with nine and a half fingers. Well, that, that's like watching. Uh... Um, the one where he, they're climbing that Tapui and, and Hanel's just like hanging there. Like they're like the other two guys are like, <laughs> no, there's no way we're going to get over that roof. And he's like, oh, just let me do it. And yeah. Like, You're watching him. He's just hanging there. And it looks like he's hanging by like three fingers. It's like, you crazy bastard. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That oh, stuff yeah. is wild, dude. Uh, that overhanging climbing like that is so taxing. I mean, oh, I it's, can imagine. Even even when you know the right moves and the right body positions to do it, like you're on a timer when oh, yeah. when when you're doing that stuff. 
it's like it's like that dude's got like no fear and it's just like no he's got this this. incredible mental armor alex honnold is like that 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 dude's brain should be fucking dissected and stuff oh yeah like uh, hopefully after he's lived a very very long (laughs) life yeah Um, yeah but yeah that that dude is he's superhuman when it comes to his ability to to shut off the body's innate alarm system that tells you you are in a really dangerous, sketchy <laughs> yeah, place yeah. right now, you're, buddy. You're pretty much fucked. I yeah, mean, I mean, there, there's a reason that most people's knees get weak when you walk up to the edge of a, a really big cliff. It's yep. your body's self-defense mechanism stepping up going, whoa, 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 buddy. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the realm of thin air one step forward. <laughs> <laughs> yep. With this like, sweet death waiting below. <laughs> yeah. like we were talking earlier uh, before you started recording about how I was talking about the bear, how with PCL, you know, that was one of those shows that I picked up. Same thing with uh, – free solo it's like i was listening to one of the reviews and i'm just like oh man i gotta check this out and uh i i watched that uh on the plane on the way to la for that uh D red carpet event so it's like it was like i would have never watched that show if i wasn't for one of the reviews that was on pcl so excellent you know, conversations now coming for full circle (laughs) (laughs) yeah dude i love those climbing documentaries i wish more of them were on the streamers yeah just so it was more easily accessible to people because some of those stories that they come up with in them are are really good because yeah i mean those people especially the ones that are at like the cutting edge of the the difficulty ratings well i was watching one not that long ago and i don't remember the guy's name um, but he was like some ice climber and, uh, he was climbing, oh, I think it was Alaska or something, but, um, he ended up dying, but they're going through oh, all the Alpinist. stuff that he, yeah. Yeah. Oh, with, th- with Andre, with Mark Andre Leclerc. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was really a good one. Good. But it's like, I love watching those. Would, would I ever start climbing? No, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like watching these guys, it's just like, God damn, this is like freaking amazing. Yeah. But, yeah. No, the mountains are, are incredible. But w- back when I used to climb all the time and people would always ask me, it's like, so are you, are you training to, to try and climb Everest? And I'd always, no, 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 no. <laughs> Zero interest to go up into the mountains. Like, like I would go and, I'd have no problem going and climbing some some peaks in Colorado or something like that, but mm-hmm. I'm not trying to go climb something that's like over eight thousand meters. It, there's just too many variables. Yeah, there's so many ways to die in the mountains. But see, like, like I'm not discounting Everest at all, but it's like the the type of climbing that Everest is like com- looks to be completely different from that type of climbing, like you know, climbing the Dawn Wall or something like that, like. You know, that's a lot of hiking at different elevations and where, I mean, the Don Wall, I mean, you guys like fingers in like small holes and trying to like pick yourself <laughs> up. And, I mean, yeah. Just... Well, yeah. Those are worlds apart because the Don yeah. Wall in, in terms of like trad climbing or traditional climbing is it's cutting edge. It's one of the hardest routes in the world. Yeah. Where, whereas Everest <laughs> is, you know, it's 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 mountaineering. Yeah. And, and also, if you're going to Everest these days, you're likely paying, unless you're thousands a professional climber, thousands of dollars. Yeah, you're you're having to pay a guide service to take you up. And at the beginning of the season, yeah. 
Nepalese climbers have already gone up and strung ropes and ladders and bridges yep. across everything. And and so if you want to be cynical about it, it's like the climbing equivalent of extreme like bowling with bumpers. Yes. You yes. know, but but it's like even with all that stuff baked in, you, you can go up die. there and still fucking die. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's like the weather the weather turns sideways and then all of a sudden you're in a complete whiteout. And I sure, know. like you might be a matter of you know, feet or miles away from base camp, but you might as well be on the surface of the fucking of surface of Mars yeah. or something. You know, you're you're probably going to die up there. Yeah, like, and those winds up there are brutal. Yeah, I don't know, but, but I bet like, the view on top is amazing. But oh, I, I I'm don't, sure I don't it is. need it. Yeah, there's pictures. <laughs> I'll look at the pictures. But yeah, it's that's good enough. I'm uh, I'm warm down here. I can breathe just fine. So I've been on the top of Pikes Peak in Colorado, but I, I rode the cog train up the no, side nice. of the mountain to get there. <laughs> hey, it's something. Yeah, I tried driving up it in the spring, but we weren't able to make it to the top because the eventually the snowpack had the, uh, the highway shut down. Okay, yeah. And dude, the the snow drifts on the uphill mm-hmm. side of the road when we were approaching the shutdown, the snow drifts were like twenty feet tall. Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh, fuck that, dude! I've never white knuckled the steering wheel of a car <laughs> so hard as when we were going back down that because all that snow melt was melting in the sun. Or all that oh, snowpack yeah. was melting in the sun. And so the surface of the road looked I'm I'm looking at it and I'm like, it's completely wet. Like h- how much how much cold wind needs to come across this before uh, that turns into ice? Freeze. And there's no guardrails or anything. It's just right. switchbacks all the way down. Oh yeah. Ugh, I was so freaked the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> Masterful yeah. piloting though. I did a good job. There <laughs> I, you I go. didn't have any 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 back and forth, none of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no that's, we uh, stopped at this area on the side of the road called the devil's playground where it's just a big giant pile of granite boulders and oh, scrambled nice. around in there for a while and it was so cool that's awesome i, I love the mountains I, I would love to live in colorado and be able to hike in the mountains every day yeah i like i like mountains too um like if i had to choose i'd probably you know live somewhere by the mountains um i always loved driving through like we go down to florida quite a bit so we'll drive through the mountains and that's always one of my favorite parts of the drive is driving through there um we've also like vacationed in like gatlinburg area and stuff and that's always just fun to go on like the hikes and stuff through there so i love the mountains but uh I don't think I would ever climb a mountain, though. That's a little too much for me. <laughs> yeah, like, I'd do, like, a tame one. You give me, yeah. like, like one, like, like maybe one of the 14ers in Colorado or something like that. I, I would give that a shot. <laughs> I might I might uh, go up a boulder or something. <laughs> Bouldering's the shit, dude. You should definitely yeah. try that. <laughs> I'd just be like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I, I, if I break a leg, that's one thing. If I die, that's, that's completely different. So yeah. it's like, yeah. See, and that's the fun thing with bouldering. You can just stick close to the ground. You just got to find the problem that's right for you. Exactly. (laughs) Stay away from the highballs. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Dude, that that progression video I was telling you about uh, earlier, there's a section on that where they're covering people climbing in Bishop, California, where it's all these giant, like like fucking boulders that are like the size of houses. Right. I mean, they're just huge, like ridiculously large boulders. And it's this epicenter of like bouldering in the United States. Oh, cool. um, 
it's showing this guy who's a local there and he's telling this story about how he jumped off he either fell or or bailed off a highball like a highball is like anything over 20 feet and in bouldering there's no ropes or anything you've just got a series of of crash pads stacked on the ground underneath you and friends that are standing there with their hands up because they're waiting to kind of check your shoulders and make sure you don't land on your fucking head when you fall. Oh, oh, <laughs> it's bouldering. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it's when, showing this guy. When you guy. fall, they hold up the signs with the numbers on it just to see how well you did. <laughs> this guy fell and like he hits the ground with his feet. And so his knees stay upright, but his head keeps going down and he bashed the side of his face into his knee. And he oh. split his cheek open to the point where when he got home from climbing, he s- had to sew up his cheek. And oh so God. they inserted pictures that like somebody took of him at his house sewing his own cheek up in front of a mirror. <laughs> it's like, that is badass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that yeah, is the fucking gnarly climbing shit right those there. Those are like the people you don't want to fuck with. Like, that's like, you're going to do that. Like, nah, I'm not, I'm not even going to fuck with you, man. I, I would say serious like dirt bags. And like, it, it sounds like a pejorative, but if you're like a, a climber that lives in a van like Alex Honnold does <laughs> and you travel around the country kind of following the climate and just going where yeah. the climbing is good, that's called a dirt bag or you're dirt bagging. <laughs> and like those people are used to suffering. They they oh, suffer yeah. as a leisure activity. So yeah, no, yeah. You, you don't probably. And also climbers have got like chimpanzee strength. You probably don't want to fuck with oh, a yeah. climber. No, God, no. <laughs> well, that's like, like my kids enjoy running. And it's like I, I saw a T-shirt that said my sport was your sport's punishment. I'm like, yeah. It's like I played football and hockey and I didn't like running. And how you people like running is beyond me. I mean, that's that's a punishment. <laughs> My sport is your sport's punishment. That's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> I've been I've been starting to slowly work my way back into running again. Where it's like yeah. I don't want to do anything too crazy because I mean I'm I'm going to be 42 in October, so I don't want to do anything that's going to destroy my joints. But yeah. I I miss that that kind of timeless like feeling that your your body can kind of fall into. Or that your yeah. mind can kind of fall into when you're running, where it's like yeah. your body's doing something that is just fairly mindless. It's like, okay, yeah. I just need to maintain this pace, maintain my breath, and, you know, don't let thoughts of quitting <laughs> and, right. enter my mind. Just keep doing this thing that you can keep doing, and then your your mind is able to go to this place. And it, it can be very meditative, and I, I miss that yeah. about running. Yeah, I'm going to try and do... Uh... A 5k for Thanksgiving. Um, My kids, my kids do it, um, every year. So it's like, uh, you know, this, this year I'm going to be 40, 43, 40, 43 or 44. I don't know. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, I lost track. Um, you're deep into the who gives a shit birthdays pretty much yeah (laughs) it's like uh, past 21 i'm not uh, aged to collect my retirement yet so it's like yeah it's one of those numbers in there Um, that is the next magic number right it's 65 (laughs) yeah so it's like you know the kids are running um it's like yeah you know maybe i'll give it a shot so I've been trying to do a little bit of training here and there um now that the kids are going back to school I'm going to uh, hit it a little bit harder um, 
just kind of because I don't want to get shown up by them while they're running. So it's like I'd rather do my own run. So otherwise they'll make fun of me. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you've got two distance running runners for kids. And it's like, man, you guys are fucking beasts i can't do that shit <laughs> well the last run i went for i i got aiden to go with me and i was like hey let's try and work up to running a mile yeah. and i i think i got maybe a quarter of a or up to a third of a mile before i had to stop yeah. and start you know walk a block run a block right yeah and uh yeah. it was so jiggly <laughs> yeah. just That's like oh I'm my god <laughs> It's like, man, I don't remember things shaking like this before. <laughs> I know. I got online and ordered a compression shirt, and so I'm like, now I'm ready to run. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, first time I went out running, like the kids were running, and I'm just like, I thought I'd be funny and just chase after them. I'm wearing like a pair of like the Hey Dude, you know, the shoes, you know, <laughs> looking like the average white dad just chasing his kids. And it's like, oh, God. <laughs> But yeah, bulky items in cargo pockets, just flailing oh, wildly about. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I don't give a shit. I love cargo pants. Oh, they're the like, best. The cargo shorts. <laughs> yeah, you can hate on them all you want, and each pocket says "I don't give a fuck." So <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will wear so those forever. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. dude! I know we're getting close to 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 um time you gotta go yeah uh, it went it flew by so it <laughs> I, I gotta get you on again sometime in the future definitely man yeah it, it's been great it. chatting with you yeah it's been great I, I love being on here and uh you know listen to you all the time when you're on pcl and stuff so it's uh it's almost like you're always with me joe i mean <laughs> always listening so <laughs> just echoes of that stupid giggle <laughs> <laughs> It's like like I said at the opening, I'm stoked to be here. I had to use your open, so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a it's a it's a good one. It's a good opening. It is. It's, <laughs> it's great. a good opening line. <laughs> I was sitting there. I'm just like, yeah, that that's perfect. I mean, it's it says what you're feeling. It's short. You're not hamming it up. I mean, it's great. <laughs> You just got to be careful with how much pepper you put on the hay. That is true. <laughs> hey, you stoked to be here. <laughs> yeah, you put too much on, now it's just corny. So you just got to get that right little bit. <laughs> oh, that's too good. <laughs> well, I, I'm sure it's already come up a time or two but uh, in this episode, but, but please mention your business again. All right. So the business is Smuggler's Coffee. Um, we do a lot of pop culture, nerdy coffees. Um, we do a lot of barrel aged coffee. Uh, for those who don't know, that is, we take our coffee beans before we roast them and we age those in different liquor barrels, like rum barrels, bourbon barrels. Uh, we've even got like a gin barrel. We've got a used hot sauce barrel. I mean, we're just trying a whole bunch of cool shit. Um, so we aged coffee in there, then we roast it to give it a little bit of, uh, different flavors. Uh, plus we do the, the normal single origins. We do blends. Um, but we try and keep it fun with the pop culture references. Um, and just, uh, you know, anything that, uh, we're into at the time, it, uh, will become a label. 
like the satanic panic or uh, <laughs> whatever. I mean, but yeah, you can get it at uh, store.smugglerscoffee.com or if you're in Northwest Indiana or Chicagoland, uh, there's a couple different stores. Just look us up on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok because we've got a TikTok. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I have tried so many of the flavors. I've yet to get one. It was bad. Like they, they're all oh, very, very it. good. Cool. And yeah, some, some innovative flavors going on there. And, and, <laughs> and, and yeah, the labels are fantastic. Just everything about it's great. Your customer service is good too. Oh, yeah, thank you. The, the thank stuff you. always shows up really fast. You usually throw in some, some fun freebies with it too, like yeah. stickers, magnets, pins. Um, yep. Yeah. We do pins, the keychain for my garage. Whatever. The keychain yeah. for my garage is a smuggler's keychain. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, so much smuggler stuff in my life. So yeah. much merch. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's usually whatever we can get, like it's at a reasonable price, ends up becoming just the freebies that we're going to throw in. So it's like, we just try and find some cool stuff. So, um, yeah, like I'm still trying to find like the, uh, the, if you ever seen like those credit card knives, like where oh, it yeah. just like folds, if I ever find a place that does those where I can get them like relatively cheap, we're going to start shipping weapons with our coffee. So. <laughs> <laughs> Cause that's the kind of people we are. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you very much, Dave, for coming on. It's been an awesome. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. And thank you all very much for listening. Until next time, this has been StartCast.